Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes because leaders know how to be concise. And I am very pleased to introduce our guest today. This is Jessica Chase. She is the co-founder and CEO of Above the Fold. And Jessica, thank you so much for joining me today. What would you like the audience to know about Above the Fold? Hey, thanks for having me, Sean. Um, I would just love people to know that programmatic advertising um, is super complex and that they shouldn't be embarrassed if they don't know what it is. Uh, we just did a webinar yesterday to the Utah DMC community and the name of the presentation was don't be embarrassed if you don't know what programmatic advertising is. So I would just like people to know, don't feel intimidated about it. Um, Programmatic is a super complex type of marketing. So just take it a step at a time. Um, how we like to explain our elevator pitch is that we can target people behaviorally, demographically, or geographically across different ad formats, such as connected TV, audio, display, native, and video. So if you keep it as simple as that, um, it, it can be you know, super simple, but it's basically not spraying the entire internet um, with your ads, just, you know, keeping it super hyper-targeted. It's, it's uh, based on the discussions that we had previously, it's kind of a, a uh, an advertising algorithm that's kind of on steroids. It's far more powerful than the traditional. Is that what I understand? Absolutely. It's it's just more targeted. There's There's really no need to, you know, spray the entire internet or the entire valley with ads, you know, and there's no need to go directly to, you know, one channel or to Hulu directly or to Roku directly, because Hulu is really just one app. Roku is really just one device. And, you know, each individual channel is just one channel. So the cool thing is you can come to an agency like us and run on all apps on smart TVs all, all channels on programmatic radio and all TV channels, you know, you don't have to go to every single individual device, every single individual app anymore, individual, every single individual channel anymore. You can come to us and run on all websites, all apps and all, um, devices. So it just, it kind of takes the, the work out of, you know, negotiating all these different, um, contracts and, and paying all those minimums with all the individual contracts. Perfect. Well, I like it. That sounds like a very effective way to do it. Well, let's jump right to the questions then. Our first question, share with the audience a success story of collaboration within a team. Yeah. So I always kind of think back to the beginning of my career, the first event I ever planned. Um, Event planning is definitely not for the weak of heart. <laughs> it definitely right. requires a lot of collaboration. It does. So I remember I was kind of assigned this team. I was a co-chair of this team and I was assigned just random people from all over the company. I worked at 1-800-CONTACTS at the time, a major Utah company here. And um, we were planning a 10th anniversary celebration and the celebration included a 5k run, a picnic for, you know, a thousand employees at the company and, um, a firework show. <laughs> so wow. 
it was a huge event and I was just this young girl, you know, right out of college. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to collaborate with, you know, this, this new team and, you know, to get this huge event planned. But I think, you know, what really helped was, you know, we met weekly, we definitely reviewed our short and long-term goals very regularly. And every single person on the team had accountabilities. And, you know, every single week in our meetings, we reviewed our accountabilities and we talked about what everybody was doing every single week. And, you know, if that person did what they were supposed to do every week. And at the end of the day, we all had an extremely successful event. And during the last week of the event, we put in hundreds of hours. Like that's just typically what happens when you're planning events. But the event was super successful. We raised a bunch of money for the, um, we had a, we donated to a charity for the event. We raised a bunch of money for that charity. Um, All of our sponsors were really happy. The 5K went really well. The fireworks show went great. All the employees were really happy with the picnic and every single person on the planning committee was, are still really great friends to this day. And it was just a really great story of collaboration because I think our planning was just great because we were consistent. We met weekly. We were consistent with our goals and our accountabilities. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that story. And you made some really good points about different things that need to happen when you're collaborating with a team. So I appreciate you bringing those to the audience's attention as well. That's perfect. Our next question, I hear from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge to measure engagement. Tell us your thoughts. Yeah, this really has been a challenge for me in the past. I think, I think sometimes leaders want to track everything, you know, in a CRM system or a project management system. I think in this digital world, I think a lot of new leaders feel like it's their duty or, you know, like they have to track everything. And especially with teams kind of moving to this remote work world, it's like, you don't see butts in seats right now, right? So it's like, you know, how, how can we track every little thing everybody's doing? How can we track every single engagement everybody's doing, right? So, um, but I, I just don't, I, I'm not a big believer in tracking everything in a system, I think it really has to be a mix of like a qualitative and a quantitative approach. I think Mm -hmm. the manager really needs to be calling, especially in remote teams. I think you need to be calling and having like a daily check-in with somebody every single day, setting priorities every day and just making sure you're, you're checking off, you know, whatever tasks need to be done that day. And also like really checking in on a personal level, um, and caring on a personal level, because I think you can really get like that qualitative understanding of engagement if you're checking in on a personal level and and on like a, a face-to-face engagement or a phone call, like I think you can get a pulse on engagement in that sense. Um, I think we kind of need to just be really careful with 100% tracking in some kind of system, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Oh, it does. And I think that's an excellent point, but thank you for sharing all of that. Question number three, um, Jessica, based on your experience, what is one significant attribute or quality of a confident leader? 
Yeah, I think one problem is many leaders don't really start with a plan. Mm. Um, so I know it seems simple, but like knowing the plan and leading with the plan and holding people accountable to the plan, including yourself is really important. And I think if you don't have a plan, it's really hard to be confident. Um, and so I think that that's a really important quality to have in a confident leader is just having a plan to begin with. Good planning. I like that comment. That's excellent. Thank you. Uh, question number four, is there someone that you would like to recognize or maybe an experience where someone made an impact or had an influence in your life? Absolutely. Um, one stands out in particular, you know, I, I started my marketing career at 1-800-CONTACTS. I think I've mentioned it before. I started in the call center as a newbie back in 2002. And um, I really wanted to get into marketing. And so I applied for a marketing administrative assistant role. And I had this really intimidating interview with the VP of marketing. Um, and he was this, you know, amazing executive, you know, that had worked for Procter and Gamble and he was mm -hmm. from Georgia and he just knew his stuff. And I was, I had studied for the interview like crazy. And, um, I remember him asking me like, what is the definition of marketing? And I was like, it's all about the customer. And he was like, that's the perfect answer. <laughs> and, um, he ended up hiring me. He ended up being the most amazing mentor I have ever had. And he's just one of those people that like immediately recognized the greatness in me and so many people on that marketing team. And, he, you know, he just was one of those people that just recognized the greatness in everybody and truly really understood where to put everybody in their strengths. And he really pushed me to get my MBA. He gave me my start in marketing. He taught me to have a personal mission statement. He always had his personal mission statement printed out and put right in front of him on his screen. You know, he, he was in the Navy. And so he wow. was always talking about, you know, making sure you show up on time, being accountable, you know, being authentic. He was a very positive person. And um, he definitely is just somebody that made a huge difference in my life. Well, thank you for recognizing him. He clearly did have a great impact on you and has helped. Uh, you, you deserve most of the credit, but he can get just a little bit for helping you get where you are, but you deserve most of the credit. So that's fantastic. All right. Well, our last question, tell us about your first job. Yeah. So I, I keep going back to 1-800-CONTACTS, but that's again, I mean, I started in the call center. I worked there for eight years and they kind of helped me grow up and become an adult. And I often joke about this with my fellow 1-800-CONTACTS alumni, but they kind of helped us all survive the college years. You know, they offered us free breakfast and lunch and they had a gym and they had like a shower in the gym and flexible hours. They gave us like college tuition reimbursement. So I think, you know, a lot of us kind of just, you know, grew up there and um, kind of survived college there. <laughs> Oh, I'm so great. grateful to them for helping me get my start in marketing and, you know, helping me survive my crazy college years. And um, my first official marketing job there was in affiliate marketing. Mm -hmm. So I handled a lot of affiliate relationships there. And, and that was really fun. 
Awesome. Well, obviously sounds like a great place to work. So, well, Jessica, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you? They can find me on LinkedIn at Jessica Chase. Um, I think it's Jessica Chase MBA, mm-hmm. or they can find me on my website at getabovethefold.com. Fantastic. So quick emphasis, it is get above the fold, not just above the fold, right? Right. Yep. Getabovethefold.com. All right. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. Once again, teamengagementpodcast.com. And we would also love to have you subscribe to the podcast or to the YouTube channel or both. We would love to have as much participation as we can. But thank you so much for joining us today and have a great day.